How many of you came ready to receive a word from the Lord this morning? How many of you need a word from the Lord this morning? I know I do. Why? Because the word of God brings life. Amen. How many of you can use some life in your life? <laughs> I'm telling you, God is faithful. Turn to neighbor and tell him God is faithful. And he's going to continue to be. He's not going to stop. Amen. This morning, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Zechariah. Zechariah. Verse 13, sorry, chapter 13, verse 9. Zechariah 13, 9. And it reads like this as Zechariah writes down a message of the Lord. He says, I will bring them through the fire. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a low tolerance for heat. Very low tolerance for heat. Let me, let me paint a little better picture for you. I can't even flip tortillas over the stove because it's too hot, right? I have to use the tongs to do it. I don't like the heat. I'm not lying to you. When it comes summertime, I'm not a big fan of the heat. I like indoors. I like air conditioning. That's comfort. Why anyone would want to spend any time out in 90, 100-degree weather is beyond me. I think the sun has fried their brains. I like comforts, and so when it comes to heat, uh, that's, not, that's not an attractant for me. When someone says, hey, you know, let's go out in the middle of summertime, I'm like, hey, I'll stay inside. I'll see you later. Have fun. And so when the, mes and, and so when the message of the Lord says, I will, I will bring them through the fire, <laughs> that doesn't entice me. That's not... you. you you won't see my hand going up and say, oh, can I go first? You know, when is, when is my turn? Oh, please, God, use me. <laughs> it's not going to happen. See, but the great thing about God is that he doesn't stop right there. You know, you know he, may, he may bring some news that may not be to our comfort level or to our liking, but he always, he always follows it with something that encourages us in order to do it. He does this all the time. And he says this. He says, I will bring them through the fire. But then he continues and says, the fire will purify them like gold. Now that sounds good. How many of you like gold? Yes. How many of you like fake gold? You like the real deal. You like gold. Everyone in here likes gold. Why? Because it's, it's expensive. It's costly. It looks nice. It's fancy. Maybe some of you want those gold chains that has, you know, your, your, your initial on it, right? Around your neck. Gold, it's, it, it's so valuable. And he says, the fire will purify them like gold. And that's something that grabs our attention. Because when he says, I'm going to take you through the fire, 
That's something that's like, wow, that doesn't sound too good. But then he says, in the fire, I'm going to purify you like gold. So we can see the importance and need of going through the fire. Why? Because God is purifying his church, isn't he? Isn't he? Sorry, I must have an eyelash in my eye. The fire of trials, suffering, and grief in our lives. Grief uh, from, you know, it's just a reaction to loss. If we have lost someone or something, grief is a response to that. All believers face such trials, such tribulation, and, and, and even persecution when you let your light shine in the middle of darkness, don't you? When you stand up for righteousness, you will face that suffering, you will face that persecution, the Bible says. As many in the Bible have experienced for standing up for what they believe in. Why? Because you're being the light. And how many know that those demonic forces do not want to be exposed? They don't want to be exposed. They don't like the light. It's like what you see in movies, right? When the light turns on and they're like, ah, you know, they're, they're burning. They don't like the light. And so when you and I, we bring the light not to, not to condemn others and not to judge others. Why? Or, 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 it's, it's because God has been so faithful in our lives and he has transformed your life and he has shown you the truth. And so now the words that you speak are the truth. God can say, look at my son, look at my daughter. They have been purified. They've been purified. And I thank God because before God, I wasn't purified. I was the exact opposite of purified. I was filthy. And how many know that, that, that we, we still stumble, amen? God is, God is consistently working this purification process in our lives. I entitled this message, The Heat is On. The Heat is On. <laughs> you, could, you could tell I'm an 80s kid. Not only are we getting into some times where we face higher temperatures outside, but it's a constant process in our lives that God is bringing us through as he is refining us. He brings us through the fire. It's for a reason. See, God wants to remove any wrong motives in our lives, any wrong attitudes. Do any of you ever struggle with wrong attitudes? All right, there's a few honest people in here. The rest of you deal with lying. <laughs> <laughs> how about wrong actions have any of you ever dealt with wrong actions in your life you've done something wrong see and this is this is what God wants to remove from our lives anything that keeps us from having a healthy heart 
So God does have great purpose for our sufferings. John Newton said this. He said, everything is necessary that he sends. Nothing can be necessary that he withholds. Did you understand that? He's saying everything that happens in your life is allowed by God and it is necessary in our lives. And everything that is not a part of our lives, God didn't want it to be there in the first place because you don't need it. See, sometimes in our lives, the things that may be missing are the things that we want, the things that we desire, the things that your flesh desires. Let me put it like that. But God says, no, you don't need that. And you say, God, I want it. And God says, no, you don't need it. And you say, God, I don't think you're listening. I really want it. And God says, I don't think you're listening. You don't need it. And sometimes we go back and forth with him. And if we think about it, it's silly, but we do this. God, I want it. No, you don't need it. Yes, I need it. See, why is this? Is that because there's an order in your life that comes from God? How many know that God brings order? Yes? How many know that God is a God of order? He is. He is. He's a, he's a structured God. He's not a fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants God. He's not just, oh, whatever happens, happens. It is what it is. No, God is purposeful. That means he's full of purpose. God doesn't like seeing trouble and grief in your life. What father would? But he's allowing it into our lives to grow us. And we have to understand this. See, you, never, you will never learn who you are or who Christ is to you without the refining. Because it's during those times, somebody can say amen, that you begin to see the power of God Almighty. It's in that refining. It's in the middle of the fire that you see him at work. It's not when everything is good. Because then we can, we can take our eyes off of God in those times. It's when things are getting rough. And, when, and, 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 and we, we need help. And we see God working his supernatural power in our lives and in our situations. And that's when we truly, truly understand his love for us as well. Peter says that the purpose of refining is so that your faith of greater worth than gold that perishes even though refined by fire may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. That's 1 Peter 1.7. So that your faith of greater worth than gold that perishes even though refined by fire may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. How many know that at that time, you will be honored? You will be honored when you've stood the test of time 
and you went through all those battles, and Jesus Christ comes back for his church, and you have stood strong, God is going to honor you. He's going to honor you. And he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's honor. That's the biggest and greatest honor that you will ever receive or can receive. Enter in. Enter into my presence forever and ever. See, in talking about gold and the refining process with gold, as gold is heated, the impurities float to the top. And the impurities are skimmed out of that gold. Why? Because they're trying to get rid of all those, those alloys that don't belong in that gold. They want to they wanna purify it. And you've heard of 24 karat gold, right? 24 karat gold is 100% pure gold. That means that it's, it's gone through the refining process at, a much, at much higher temps and a longer duration than your 10 karat, your 14 karat, even your 18 karat, and your 22. It's a longer process. It's more heat. Why? Because those impurities, those impurities keep coming out. And they need to be skimmed from the gold and removed. And this is what God does in our lives. And Isaiah 43, verse 2, says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. See, without Jesus in our lives, the sufferings, the trials, the losses, they won't refine you. Actually, they'll make you bitter. They'll make you unhappy. Because because you are, not, you are not involving Jesus in your dealings and in the workings in your life. And so these things that come your way do the exact opposite of what God intended for them to do in the first place. You see, the fire wasn't meant to kill you. The fire wasn't meant to take you out, but it was meant to purify Isaiah 48.10 says, I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. We need to realize that God wants to purify our lives of the things that keep us from moving forward with his plan. And God is doing this within his church. He wants a pure, beautiful bride when he comes back to pour out his anointing and his power upon. Some believers, 
may not even understand that it is God working in their lives and, and, they, may, and they may read or they may think like what, what James 4, 7 says uh, uh, to, to you know, resist the devil. <laughs> they think the refining in their life, the sufferings, is brought on by the enemy. Well, just resist the devil and he will flee. No, God is allowing these things to take place in your life. Don't resist them. Don't resist these things. Allow God to do the work. Allow him to purify your life. Allow him to put you in that heat, even though you don't like it, so that he can skim out the impurities. If you're like me, you don't like the heat, but it's necessary. See, God gives, seeks to give us understanding in our lives in these times. He really does. James writes in 1.5, he says, If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. So we're looking at the refining. Another question, or a question that, we need to ask ourselves is, are you manageable? Are you manageable? Can you be told what to do? Are you able to be under the authority of another? See, we might, we might be smart. You might have an IQ of 200, but are you able to listen? is what's key. Are you able to listen? See, because it, in the refining process, this is very important. An individual who is manageable. I read this story. It's a story. It says General Stonewall Jackson's army found itself on one side of a river when it needed to be on the other side. After telling his engineers to plan and build a bridge so the army could cross, he called his wagon master in to tell him that it was urgent the wagon trail crossed the river as soon as possible. The wagon master started gathering all the logs, rocks, and fence rails he could find and built a bridge. Long before daylight, General Jackson was told by his wagon master all the wagons and artillery had crossed the river. General Jackson asked, Where are the engineers? What are they doing? The wagon master's only reply was that they were in their tent drawing up plans for a bridge. See, God didn't tell us after you understand how it's going to be done, then I want you to do it. After you figure out this process of, of what I'm telling you to do, of how to do it, then start it. No, that's not what God is saying. God is saying, when I call you, you need to do it. And as you are walking in it, I'm going to continue to provide you with what you need to do it.
Turn to your neighbor and tell him, get moving. <laughs> it takes action. See, we will never find freedom from the power of sin until we submit our lives unto God. God is telling us, you, you can save yourself so much hurt, so much heartache, if you would just submit yourself to me. If you would just come under my authority, we can do this, you know, in other, ways, in other words, we can do this the easy way or the hard way, right? You ever heard that before? We can do this the easy way or the hard way. And you know how that goes. You know, usually the hard way isn't a way that you want to go. It's not a road you want to travel. Perhaps in your life you've seen a certain weakness frequently rise up within you. When something happens, you react in such a way that you know it's not right. Amen? How many of you are like me like that, where you know there's areas in your life that you know need some change? You know need some fixing. Because there's some reactions that, that you know, in regards to how you react to certain things in your life that, that you know is not godly. You know that's not, that's not how God wants you to react. And so those things need to change. The Lord may be calling your attention to a character trait in your life that he wants you to refine. Some of us can be hard-headed, right? Yes? I read the story. It says, The captain of a ship looked into the dark night and saw faint lights in the distance. Immediately he told his signalman to send a message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. Sure you've heard this before. Promptly a return message was received. Alter your course 10 degrees north. The captain was angered. His, com his command had been ignored. So he sent a second message. Alter your course 10 degrees south. I am the captain. Soon another message was received. Alter your course 10 degrees north. I am Seaman Third Class Jones. Immediately the captain sent a third message, knowing the fear it would evoke. He says, alter your course 10 degrees south. I am a battleship. Then the reply came back, alter your course 10 degrees north. I am a lighthouse. <laughs> How many know that lighthouse isn't moving? <laughs> It's not going anywhere. Many times in our lives, we can be stubborn. We can find ourselves being hard-headed. And how many know that, you know, many times it takes some, some, some head-knocking in our lives for God to get our attention, doesn't it? He's got to knock some sense into us because some of us have gotten so hard-headed that God says, it's going to take a little more effort with this person. You know, kind of like in those, like in the old uh, uh, Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know, where he says, uh, uh, how, many, how many lumps would you like? Oh, three or four. Remember that one? <laughs> I was in line at Disneyland, and they were playing the clips, and I brought back memories when I was a kid 
of watching the reruns, of course. <laughs> Many times in our lives, we find ourselves having arguments with God. <laughs> it's funny to think about it, but it's serious at the time. Another one is, are you moldable? See, God is looking for a people that he can mold. And we can never be moldable if we have hardened ourselves to God's will and direction. Being, being, being moldable, being flexible is us saying, God, even though I have my own plans, I'm willing to do things your way. I'm willing to submit to your authority, God. A person who is able to adjust life's changes and unexpected situations in their lives. How many of you know, you know, you hear this a lot of times, you know, life happens. It just does. There's things that take place in your life that you didn't expect. You didn't plan for. And so how are you going to react? Are you going to be flexible in it? Are you going to be moldable? See, God is making us. God, we, God says that we are greater than gold. 1 Peter 1.7 says your faith is far more precious than mere gold. You are more precious than gold. It always amazes me in Revelation 21, 21, how John writes about the streets of heaven and how the streets of heaven are gold. They're gold. And what amazes me, what always catches my attention is that's the streets. <laughs> the streets are things you walk on. When you go out of this building, do you look at the floor and say, oh, what a beautiful floor? That's some nice asphalt. Mm. Look at that concrete. Wow. I can't believe it. It's so smooth. No, you don't do that. No one does that. You walk on the floor and it gets you to your car that takes you to lunch. No one notices the floor unless there's a pothole and you slip right? or, or you, you trip. But John says the Streets in heaven are gold. We think gold is so valuable, and I think that, wow, the streets are gold. That's what you walk on. That's what no one would even notice around here, and that's gold. And God says, I prepared this place for you. So what does that tell you? If the streets are gold and God has prepared that place for you and I, how valuable are you and I to God? Think about that. Let that open your eyes to some of the things that you may be going through in life. That God would, would allow you to see the workings that he is doing and the love that he has for you. God, you prepared a special place for me where the streets are gold. And you did it for me. Ephesians 1.4 says it was his good pleasure to create me. I like that. You need to underline that one, Ephesians 1.4. The next time the enemy tries to lie to you uh, about getting in that, into that, that pit, that valley of depression that he tries to pull you in. It was his good pleasure to create me. 
and he created me so he could love me. Mm. And not only to love me, and that his glory could shine through me. <laughs> That's awesome. God's glory is going to shine through you. <laughs> what was the last thing that shone through your life? <laughs> was it your anger? Was it some, was it some words that, that, that you, know, you wouldn't say in front of your mom? What would it be? What was the last thing that shone through you? Was it the grace of God? Was it the truth? He says, he chose me in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Verse 5 says, his unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ, and this gave him great pleasure. See, you are of much worth. I read an article in the Journal of Hospital Practice that calculated how much each of the enzymes and hormones and all the different things in your body are worth. The author added them up and figured that the average sized person is worth $6,015.44. Now, if you're a little heavier, that means you're worth more. Amen? <laughs> that just means you're worth more. Don't get discouraged. Next time someone brings, brings up your weight, tell them, I'm, I'm worth a lot more than you. <laughs> don't tell them that. Don't, don't do that. Jeez, don't listen to me. <laughs> and then he goes on to say this, that he also estimated that if you calculate the cost of creating each cell in your body, you would be worth about six quadrillion dollars. Now, if you don't know what a quadrillion is, that's four, right? Quad. Well, that's a thousand trillion. You can't count that high. A thousand trillion, but six thousand trillion dollars. You see, this is the value that God has placed over yours and mine's life. That not only can it not be duplicated, believe me, people have tried, you cannot be duplicated, but if it were tried, it would cost that much money. Wow. That's what you're worth. And even greater. I don't think there is a dollar amount that you can put on yours and I's worth. On your value. See, you matter to God. Jesus also thought that this was so important that he took a whole chapter of the Bible to talk about it. In Luke 15, Jesus tells three stories. He talk, talks about the lost son, the lost coin, and the lost sheep. And each time 
those three things were found, the individual says, let's rejoice. Let's rejoice for what was lost is now found. What was, what was, what I couldn't find, now I have again. So let's rejoice. Because my son and my daughter have come back. This is how much God loves you. So you matter to God. Don't settle for second best, amen? Don't do that. How many of you have ever purchased something that was a knockoff? <laughs> I, I know you have. I have too. I bought some fake Oakleys one time. You know, no one would have ever known if I, unless I told them, but they were fake. I'm, I'm just being real with you. I bought fake Oakleys. Maybe you, you know, bought something that was, you know, more obvious. <laughs> you know, maybe you bought like a, you know, a Dodgers jersey or something like that, and, and, and you know, Los Angeles was spelled wrong or something. You know, like, <laughs> everyone's going to know. <laughs> it's a knockoff. It's not the real thing. God says, don't settle for second best. Don't settle for knockoffs. You don't have to. God says, I'm the real thing. I'm the real thing. There is no one like me, God says. And don't settle for what the enemy is trying to offer you. I don't care if it is 95% off. There's a reason. <laughs> You're going to figure out that when you raise your hands, there's going to be a big old hole in your pit <laughs> that you didn't see. Well, it was on sale. It was on clearance. Be careful. So how should we respond to trials and sufferings in our lives? Very quickly here. Number one, confidence. Confidence in who? Ourselves? No way. Confidence in knowing that God knows, that God plans and God directs our lives for the good. See, it's hard to calculate sometimes, but God always provides his love and his strength for us at the right time. And we could have that confident assurance. I love that. Confidence, confident assurance. You know that you know that God is coming through. You know that you know that God is going to continue to be faithful in your life. You know that you know. And if you want to add another no on that, you can do that too. You know that you know that you know. And you can just continue if you want. But, we're gonna, but we are sure that God is going to do what he says. So we have confidence in God as we respond to these trials and sufferings and respond to the refining process in our life. We could have confidence in him. Number two, we could have perseverance. Perseverance that we wouldn't go into bitterness and despair. 
that we would allow the refining process in our lives to take its course and perform what needs to take place in your lives, in my life. Allow it to take place. Persevere. And lastly here is courage. With Jesus, we don't have to be afraid, right? You don't have to be afraid when you're walking with Jesus. Because he can do all things. Nothing is impossible for him. And he who suffered for us will not abandon us. He says, you can, you can suffer during this time that you have on this earth because I have shown you how to do the same. I have modeled it in my life. And encourage never ever forgetting what took place, what took place with with. Those three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, when they were thrown into the fire, and they were thrown into that blazing furnace, and one of the guys says, hey, wait, wait, wait. Um, I only threw three guys in there. I know this. There was only three men, but I see four. I see four, and one looks like a god, he says. One looks like a God, and that's, that's, that's God, amen, protecting us. That is God fighting our battles. That is God going into the fire with us. He goes in with you. Let that be a, a, an example in our lives that we would hold on to, and we would say, God, the same way you were in the fire with Shadrach, Meshach, and, 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 and Abednego, you didn't, you didn't let them go in alone. There was a fourth person in there, and that was you because you were in there with them. You didn't wait at the door and say, guys, you can do this. You can do this. Go ahead and go. Don't worry. You won't be harmed. But he says, no, I'm going to go in there with you. I'm going in there with you. You're not alone. And this is what God does in the refining process. As every head is bowed, every eye closed.